0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tokovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Luke Romano is a former all-black rugby player. Not familiar with who the all-blacks are. I don't know if we can be friends. The all-blacks are the Kiwis, the New Zealanders, the infamous rugby team, and Luke Romano used to be an all-black. And during his time as an All Black and playing for his local rugby team, he was well known to be a hunter. So I wanted to have a conversation with Luke about, number one, being in the spotlight, number two, talking about hunting, being in the spotlight, number three, perceptions of hunting, and then get into a conversation as he just took over an operation in New Zealand called Monarch Pursuits that you can pursue all that new zealand has to offer so enjoy so there's a reason why i started blood origins and that reason is simple is that i wanted to convey the truth about hunting it brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals how do i start it Brittany my name my, is my, hair. Does my hair look okay it's fantastic. my name is Mike Axelrod start again yeah I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton you said something in the car to me you said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are what we're supposed to be and a, a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. All sorts of people. First time in Nashville, Tennessee? Yep. First, Not the first time in America. You were here in da- in, uh, for Dallas, right? Earlier this year?
2: Yeah, I was here for Dallas, and then I've been here a couple of times. Uh, did you play the- rugby here? Yeah, I did. In, uh, really? Come on. 2014,
1: we played... Who's we? All Blacks. All Blacks? Yeah. Why did you come to America then? Come on. Really? Did they bring the B team? Well, no.
2: Or the C team? um, AIG had become a sponsor of the All Blacks. Okay. And obviously they're a big American company, big insurance company. So they brought us over here to play the Eagles on our en route to our northern tour up in Europe. Okay. And then back in 2016, we played Ireland in Chicago as well. Okay. Um, Yeah. Did you win those games? Uh, yeah, we beat the Eagles. I would and hope so. We actually lost to Ireland. That's oh the first man. time I think Ireland had ever, ever been the All Blacks. Didn't
1: the, didn't the All Blacks lose to Wales this year for the first time ever? No, no. What was that team? Italy.
2: No, no it was Ireland again. Oh. <laughs> um, but it was the first time in New Zealand. Oh, in and, New Zealand. Uh, they yeah. came to New Zealand. Yeah, they came to New Zealand and it was a three game series and they actually won the series 2 1.
1: Ireland won the series 2 1. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, that was uh, huge for. Island rugby not so good for the All Blacks. Being, uh, I, I can't remember the last time they lost a test series on their home soil. So
1: I have been so out of rugby. Like I know South Africa sucks until it comes to World Cups, and then we, we you know, we put our stuff together and we do a pretty good job. It seems like you're, you're probably still in it more than I am. It seems like there are more powerhouses now around the world than there were. <coughs> Aussie, South Africa, New Zealand were the powerhouses. Yeah.
2: I think like England's always been up there. Um they've always been a really strong team. And I think probably for the last ten years that the All Blacks have been, you know, the most dominant team in world Oh rugby. No, you mean South Africa? No. You mean the Springboks? No. Did you miss say All Blacks? No, shit no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and I think it 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 it's so
2: hard to try and I guess evolve the game because there's only so much that you can do. Right. And I think over the last well, since the twenty fifteen World Cup really, um, teams have just caught back up. Okay. To what the All Blacks were doing. Mm-hmm. And so now it's quite a level playing field. Mm-hmm. So But it makes it good, you know. Sure. Makes it now, you know, going into World Cup this year, they're going, Well, who's gonna win it? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Everyone's talking about that France are probably the favourites. That's what no, I've heard. No one's talking about the All Blacks. No, nobody's you know? talking about anybody. Everyone yeah. thinks
1: that, you know, France is yeah. title condemned because they just, they seem to be the nastiest right now yeah, on but the then, field.
2: Then you look at the Six Nations that's happening at the moment and uh, they've been beaten. You know, Ireland beat them.
1: Mm. And so now that's throwing a spanner into the work. People you are know? listening to this podcast going, this this." Blood Origins is hunting, <laughs> freaking rugby. Or they're even like, what kind of sport are they even talking yeah. about from the All Blacks perspective? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Luke, I do not want to miss say your last name. Go ahead. Romano. Romano. Okay, no. I was going to say Romano. I'm, no. I'm glad. Romano. Uh, Luke Romano, welcome to the Blood Origins podcast, my man. Oh, it's a pleasure being on here. Uh, All Black, highest national rugby player that you can uh, sort of get to yep. from New Zealand. North Island, South Island. Where were you raised? South Island, Christchurch. Okay. Yep.
2: So played a lot of my um, so played for Canterbury, uh, the Crusaders, and then obviously. Oh, the Crusaders, the Canterbury
1: Crusaders, just outside of Christchurch.
2: Yeah, well, from Christchurch. So okay. Yeah, yeah, they're based in um, they're based in Christchurch, and then yeah, obviously made the All Blacks as well. So, um, fourteen years as a as a
1: pro rugby player. So. Jeez. You're still walking straight. Yeah. <laughs> Straight enough. Yeah, straight enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, when you were growing up, you grew up city, rural, like a city person in Christchurch, or more rural. Um.
2: Or? Yeah, you'd call it in the city, just on the outskirts, just in a suburb south of Christchurch. There. Um. But always love the outdoors, you know. My, Dad got me into hunting. Um, Dad was a hunter? Yeah, Dad was a hunter. Did a lot of hunting through his younger days and stuff like that. And
1: Was yeah. that pervasive in a city environment in New Zealand? Because, you know, people think about city environments. Like, I grew up in Johannesburg, 8.5 million people. I come from a storied hunting background, but I never got to go hunting. I never talked about hunting. Yeah. Nobody did it because we were in a city.
2: Yeah, I guess, you know, through primary school... You know, go hunting on the weekends and high school and that, there was no one really at high school that were doing it,
1: you know? Yeah.
2: Um probably if you went into the country, yeah. There were probably a lot of kids my age, you know, going hunting with their dad and brothers and that. But um yeah, it was something that we did every Sunday, you know. Really? We'd, yeah, we'd play sport on a Saturday, cricket or rugby and we'd mm-hmm. go we'd go pig hunting on a
1: so Sunday. pig hunting was the thing.
2: Yep, yep. Still do a lot of it
1: now. Um, how so do you, how do people hunt pigs in New Zealand?
2: Uh, we use dogs. Okay. Yeah, dogs. You
1: and ba- baying pigs essentially with the dogs, uh, or chasing them out and then you're shooting them.
2: No, no. So the dogs will catch them for us. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. So they'll either bail them up and uh, you sneak in and shoot them, or mm-hmm. or they'll hold them. Mm-hmm. You jump in and stick them with a knife. Yep. Um, Same
1: system as here in the southeast. Yeah. And a lot of people hunt that way.
2: Mad on it, still am. My brother's still mad as anything on it too. Um, yeah, loved it every every weekend we were out.
1: Doesn't get old.
2: No, no, no. Just because you've always had the lure of you know trying to catch that 200 pound boar. Oh, you know. So it's always. Have you done that? Uh, yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. Is that a thing like in New Zealand? Yeah. That's a that a that's a level that you want to get to. Yeah,
2: yeah. Everyone wants to catch a you know 200 plus pound boar. Um. So you always had that lure. You know, it's no different to when you're, you know, if you're a deer shooter, you know, you're trying to shoot that 12-point stag or you're trying or to shoot Or a fisherman, yeah. right, trying to get
1: a big dewy or something yeah, like that,
2: right? Yeah, you know, or trying to th- shoot a 13-inch bull tar. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that lure. Uh, what is yeah. it
1: about that? Is it bloodlust? I'm,
2: I'm not too sure. Like, for me, it was, um, you know...
1: And I say bloodlust specifically because that's what you are supposed to be, right? Yeah. You're this killer who just likes enjoying spilling blood. And if that's the case, then okay, so be it, you know? Some people might be, but like
2: for us with the pig hunting, it was, you know, breeding the dogs, training them up, and it was a sense of pride because you'd taken this little puppy that you've bred and trained up and you watched it mm-hmm. about to catch pigs. And it was actually, you know, you had a lot of pride and mm. that dog, you know, being able to do it because not all dogs can do that. Okay. And and so there was a lot of, uh, you know, pride and Are there people
1: specifically in New Zealand breeding specific pig hunting dog yeah, lines?
2: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. No, there's quite a few people around that will breed, you know, specific dogs across other and dogs. And you've got two that.
1: different kinds of dogs, right? You've got the... Or they all do the same job, chase and catch. <laughs> Or do you've um, got your pit bulls that are more the holders and catchers?
2: Yeah, some people will like to run sort of heavy dogs that they might just let go once other dogs have caught the pig, you yep. know, that go and hold it in that. Um,
1: what do you prefer to do?
2: We tend to have a dog that will sort of do everything. Okay, um,
1: and you have multiple of those, that yeah. same style of dog?
2: Yeah, so we might have three or four dogs out at once and, you know, they'll find and catch their own pig and... And obviously, it depends how big the pig is, whether they'll bail or hold, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. how how aggressive it is mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's just the it was um just the adrenaline rush when you know your dogs have got a good pig, and you know you're bashing down the hill through the scrub, trying to get there, and
1: um you lost yeah. dogs,
2: um yeah, I've lost a couple of dogs to pigs, um some people have lost you know quite a few, and that's something that happens and you know, people say, oh, that's cruelty to the dogs. But when you actually see the dogs on the pig and they, they love it, like you'd see in their eyes. You're not, and you're
1: not training them for that, right? It's No. It's almost like... that's just
2: an accident that happens, you know. But when you see the dogs, they love it. Like, you know, my dogs out around home and they're great around my kids. I've got two little boys. Fantastic. How old are your
1: boys? Five and three. Two little savages. Yeah, <laughs> I got eleven and
2: nine. <laughs> and um, but like the dogs are great around them. Mm-hmm. Then you put them in the truck and take them out to go pig hunting, and it's like they know they're out there to catch a pig, and they love it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's funny you, know, you talk about dogs that way. You know, mountain lion hunting with dogs or predator hunting with dogs is probably one of the most vilified hunting practices that we have. We just we've got a film. Being built right now called Lionheart, which is all about a lion houndsman and the relationship with their hound. Yeah, and if you ask them, and and and, and see if this echoes true, you said like, what is lion hunting to you? To them, the uh, the vast majority of the answer back is it's 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 all around. It's all about the dog. Yeah,
2: same same with the paganing, You know, it's uh. I won't shoot a pig like if the dogs are chasing the pig and it runs out in front of me and it's a 200 pound boar, I won't shoot it.
1: because Why not? Cause that's the that's the pinnacle.
2: Yeah, but for me, is to it's all about catching pigs with the dogs. And if the pig is good enough to get away from the dogs, then he deserves to live. Mm. You know, like anyone could shoot that pig. Mm-hmm. Go, I, yeah, I caught a 200 pound boar. Well, no, you didn't. You just shot a 200 pound boar.
1: Mm.
2: So for me, it's all about catching pigs with dogs, you know? If a pig gets away, well, so be it. You know, dogs weren't good enough that day, you know? It doesn't mean you got bad dogs. You know, everyone, even we have bad days, you know? So
1: what do you say to someone who would say that <laughs> technically using dogs isn't fair chase? Like, why don't you, Luke, you should be the one chasing the pigs. You should be the one doing it.
2: Well, that's just their opinion, isn't it? you know, and to be fair, when the pigs are in the scrub, you know, like, pigs in New Zealand aren't just out in the open, you know, like, they're tucked up in the scrub during the day and mm. stuff like that, so it's like, well, how am I meant to find them?
1: Yeah, know? but they would say, that's what you're supposed to be yeah. doing as a hunter, is yep. go find
2: them. True, but then pigs cause a lot of damage in New Zealand, you know, they destroy a lot of land and, you know, the farmers trying to farm stock on mm-hmm. it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they they kill livestock, sheep, lambs, mm. things like that, so they are classed as a pest. So um
1: it's funny how uh, yeah to that people that chase pigs with dogs and people who chase mountain lions or bears with dogs. It's the same thing chasing an animal with a hound. Yeah. Yet the predators are just, like, this thousand times elevated, like, thing against them. Mm. Versus pig hunting, it almost just slips under the radar. It's like, ah, it's just a pig.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's, it, it, it is, isn't it? It's a pig, but then you've got a big bear, and it's like people view a bear differently to a pig. Oh, but, for sure. But it's no different to saying, well, why do all these hunters with guns, why don't they put the gun away and, you know, go, go get the animal with their bare hand? Yeah. It's, we've got tools for a job mm-hmm. and for pig hunting in mm-hmm. New Zealand, the tool is, is a dog. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, the vast majority of, of pig hunters in New Zealand look after their dogs. They are, they are... Pride and joy. Pride and joy. They love them. They look after them. They're well kept. If they get ripped by a pig or hurt, they're to the vet. They look after them and... I can tell you... but you know, having dogs for the last 25, 30 years, the amount of money that you do spend on them... Oh, I can it's imagine. It's massive amounts, you know. Yeah, you know, I can imagine. Just to, you know, take them to the vet, you know, all the food that you feed them and things like that. It's, uh you know, it's like having another...
1: Yeah, it's know, an extension it's, of your family, yeah, essentially.
2: having another th- three or four kids outside.
1: So when you... you know. we has your five five year old? Has your oldest, right? Yeah. Has he gone yet? <coughs> he hasn't been pegunning. Um, I've taken him out
2: deer shooting and yeah. and tar shooting and that. So um, we've shot a red stag together, a fellow buck, and uh, I took both my boys out and shot a nice bull tar with them. So.
1: Did you carry both of them on your back?
2: No, they got legs.
1: It's freaking mountain in New Zealand, man. Yeah, but like I don't think I can walk up there. Yeah, look. Oh, look at that! That's brilliant. What a photo. Yeah. Champions, yeah, yeah. I love it. Them with their ball, love it. And that, so, um, and they love it. Oh yeah, no,
2: nah, they love it. Cooper goes to school and writes stories about going <laughs> hunting with dad and that. So,
1: so how did you? Obviously, New Zealand, you know, it's a wildlife paradise. Let's be honest. There's yep. just there's so much to hunt. Um, you know, pigs, goats. Whitetails on specific yep. islands and specific catchments. Yep. Seeker. Seeker, yep. Sambar. Sambar. No Rusa, right? Yeah, there are some Rusa in the North Same Island. Same Rusa? Rusa. Rusa? Yep. Rusa? yep. Um, tar. Tar. Shammy. Shammy. Yep. Red Stag. Red Stag. Fallow. Fallow. That's 10. Yep. I've listed off 10. There's,
2: there's, we've got the Wapiti down oh, in. Oh, that's right. The Fjordland. Wapiti.
1: That's right. The mixture between Red Stag yep. and Elk that came from TDR yep. back in. 1903 mm-hmm. or something like that. So that's, that's right. eleven.
2: Yep. You've got um, wallabies, wallabies, turkeys, turkeys. You've got possums, possums, rabbits,
1: rabbits. Hears, Fifteen ducks, geez. geese, and okay. So let's. So for the majority of what I've just listed off, no seasons. There's seasons for ducks. No, no. Let's yeah. before oh, we get before into the waterfowl. Yeah. For no seasons. There's no seasons for any of everything that I just we just went through. Yeah. There's no season there's no bag limit. Go do what you want.
2: Yep. As long as you've got permission to hunt that land or you're hunting on But crown land, public crown land. land. Yep. Obviously with the wapiti, um you Yeah, there's need a to draw ballot and stuff like right? Yeah. Um but yeah, no, you can hunt any time of the year. Doesn't matter you can shoot what you want. It's funny um, we voice... voiced if, if, if you wanted to, which there's been a big change in the last few years in New Zealand. Um, around just teaching hunters what to harvest and yeah, what yeah. not to, and that so increase your quality. Yeah, New Zealand hunters actually doing a really good job of managing our game herds, so that quality does stay there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that so yeah. And 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 like that's been led by like you know the Tar Foundation yep, with yep. that.
1: Um, you don't need to shoot a, s- a young tar. Yeah. shoot an old fine, an old one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, New Zealand Hunter um magazine guys Greg and Willie Dooley who do yep, the exit yep. Hunter Show yep. um have been doing a lot of education through their TV show around you know um what sort of animal to shoot you, you know um age rather than you know size of antler and that um and also the benefit of you know, keeping the hind population in check as well. Correct. Which then, you know, allows more feed there. So then then the stags are, you know, better quality in that. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's been a big shift in the last probably five or six years in New Zealand. And now the hunters are reaping those rewards because you are seeing some really nice big head skin shot. Mm -hmm. um, And it blends into
1: what DOC almost like forces on you. DOC being the Department of Conservation in New Zealand, being the management agency that is in control of, hey, Managing biodiversity in New Zealand fauna and flora, yep. Yep. i.e. all of these species that we just named that have no seasons, technically are all invasive, yep. technically all feral. Yep. And so they're, either, they're looking at, and the Fiordland Wapiti Foundation is the perfect example for this, where they're like, stay out of our business, yep. we'll cull, we'll take care of the population, make sure the numbers are depressed enough to yep. the satisfaction of the government.
2: And and that's where there's been a big sort of fight at the moment around the tar. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how we got known. Three of, years ago, yeah. we put
1: the big video out of Tarmageddon.
2: Yeah. Of, obviously, Doc's view was eradication.
1: Around 100%.
2: And now the, the tar in New Zealand is such a valuable asset to not only the local hunter, but also to the hunting outfitters mm-hmm. with the international
1: hunters. Mm-hmm. What does a in, tar go for international hunting-wise in New Zealand?
2: Ten? No, not ten. Eight? Not ten. Um, yeah. About uh, that? About probably six and a half okay. to seven if you add it on okay. to a red stag hunt type okay. thing. So, okay. So um, different outfitters will charge different prices according, you know, some might have to helicopter, some sure, won't, sure. won't have to helicopter, so mm-hmm. there'll be a price mm-hmm. variation there. Um, but... Um, yeah, they just went in there and just started eradicating 100%. everything. Yeah. And through the likes of the TAR Foundation and, and the Game Animal Council and that.
1: Yep. Big shout out to Tim Gale and Tom yeah. Snow Houston. Yeah. And it, 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 it sort of
2: come to a head where um, you know, that there were rallies and protests about it from the hunting you know, community and now hopefully that they've sort of aligned with each other to go, hey look, we need some sort of management here. We don't need eradication mm-hmm. because it is such a great asset in that. Mm-hmm. And once again, that's also teaching, you know, the New Zealand hunters that, hey, you know, shoot a an nanny or two if you shoot a bull. Exactly. You know, because the, the ethos in New Zealand has always been, nah, don't shoot any of the hinds or the nannies yeah, and that yeah, yeah. because that's your breeding stock. Yeah. But it did, you know, after a while, you know the food source runs out, the quality of animal drops, and you know the herd's not as good as what it used to be. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with their education from those outfits, you know, we we're starting to get that balance now where um, you know they are relying on the rec- recreational hunters to keep that in check. Yeah, and I think it was probably a wake up call, going, "Well, if you guys don't don't keep it in check."
1: Then we're gonna keep it in check for you and we're, we're not gonna be we're not we're not gonna discriminate, we're gonna take yeah. everything we see out.
2: We're gonna blaze through here with our gunships. Yeah. Just annihilate everything, so
1: Yeah. Um big
2: old Hopefully we're on the right path because it is um such a great asset um
1: to the hunting country, so Well we got the right you guys now have got the right person in place. When the whole time again issue was happening, the forest and bird... Appointee was the environmental minister. Was Doc the Doc Minister? Yeah. Then you had um, what was her name? Kira, Kiri, Kiriana, or something yeah, like that. She I was really good, and then yeah. she went through that cancer scare and had to fall off. And then she did such a good job that she got picked and pushed into like securities yeah. or <laughs> something else. Yeah, you were like, oh my um, gosh! And she was a hunter. She was carrying freaking pigs on her back out yeah, of watersheds.
2: You know, there are. there's obviously the forest and bird, and, um, you know, it, New Zealand is such a great place because we are sort of untouched yeah. wilderness, but there has to be a balance between the two because hunting is such a big part of New mm-hmm. Zealanders' life. Mm. You know, n- not, not everyone does it, but there's a hell of a lot of people in New Zealand that do. Have so, they ever done a survey?
1: No, of, it, of, it,
2: it would be hundreds of thousands of people that hunt you know, what about a
1: percentage of the population
2: we're only a population of 5 million so it would be well over 10 would or
1: 15 15 percent of the population yeah, it could be
2: even 20 percent of the population hunt you know wow. there could be a million hunters out there wow or like a, a million people that mm. do dabble in mm-hmm. in the hunting so mm-hmm. um don't quote me on that that's just I've pulled. No, that, for sure <laughs> i've just pulled that out <laughs> of the yeah, but like that's there are a lot of people that do spend time in the outdoors. Um, and and there has to be a balance, you know. Mm. I can understand that, you know, if they are causing a lot of damage, then, yeah, something has to be, you know, done about it. But the way that they actually did it, especially on the West Coast, is shot them all because all the bush was, they were saying that the bush was getting eaten out. By helicoptering them all, they actually push them into the bush. Now they spend more time in the bush. They're probably doing more damage in the bush mm. than what they used to, because mm. they would spend unintended a, cause they'd spend a lot more time on open tops, but now they don't because of the helicopters and that. So, um, yeah, whether it's uh, worked or not, um, the results are yet to be seen. But yeah, hopefully now that there's plans in place where where the 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 two groups can work together to. Yeah, have a
1: happy medium. Do you see our perspectives on hunting changing in New Zealand? Like, are they getting more negative? Are they be? Are they? Are they staying neutral? Um. Do you see more like negative anti-hunting sentiments no, coming out of well, the national news and stuff like that?
2: No, not really. Um, I guess you've always got those. You know the animal rights right that will have a go at you yeah yeah uh you've got you know yeah you know like i don't have a problem with you know people who are vegan and choose that sure lifestyle but when they start attacking you because of your ways Mm -hmm. it's like well you know what are you doing that for because i don't attack you because you're Mm -hmm. vegan Mm -hmm. you know but you've always got those small little minorities that will have a go at you because you are a hunter and Mm -hmm. things like that but it doesn't really happen very often but New, New Zealand's always been that place where, um, you know, you can go provide for your family from the wild. Yeah. You know, we've got an awesome coastline, you got seafood, you know, shellfish, everything like that. You've got wild game in the hills and you can, you know, provide for your family at minimal cost, mm-hmm. you know. That's always been the, you know... Part of the culture. Part part of the culture, especially if you grow up in the country, you know, but now that's sort of spreading into the cities where a, a lot of people that live in town will go out mm. and, you know, feed their family from the sea or...
1: Almost like a local war movement is yeah, right know, on your doorstep in New Zealand. Yeah, well, because
2: game is so plentiful and we live so close to, you know, like you go north of Christchurch, you know, up up to Kaikoura that you can be you know, getting crayfish and power and, and, and fish. Mm-hmm. An hour later you could be shooting a deer, you know, just off the coast, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, it, it's it's a land where where you can feed your family off the land.
1: hmm
2: And it's always been that way. So um and hopefully it stays that way because it's uh like
1: you said, it it is an outdoor paradise. Mm-hmm. You, know? you were in the public eye for quite some time. Obviously, that draws a target. Especially if you decide, like, I'm going to say I'm a hunter. Yeah. Did you, was there any, like, a, when you first got on the scene, did someone be like, hey, look, you may want to tame that, that no. side down of yourself?
2: No, no, no. Like, that was just who I am, you know. Um Anyone who probably knows who I am from through rugby, and in, in the public, I dare say they know that I'm a hunter as well. Mm. You know, it's been mentioned on, you know, commentary and things like that. And <laughs> so the commentators
1: that, during a match would say, "Oh, he's probably yeah, sumo, yeah, week.
2: sumo Stevenson." When he used to commentate for Spy, uh, Sky, always used to throw th- th- things out there that, oh, you know, he's probably been carrying pigs out all, all week and. <laughs> Things like that, but um, you know, like I've done a few shows with Sky where we've gone hunting and you know things okay. like that, and um, so like that, th- there's never, I've never become a target because of who I am and or what I do for a job. That mm. was just something that I've always done. Um, you sort of got told to tame it down a little bit from coaches. Um, obviously, uh. They saw it more of as a distraction maybe. Well, n- not so much a distraction, but you'd be going out hunting on your day off and it's not exactly the best prep for the game on, right, on right.
0: the okay,
1: okay, okay. On,
2: on the sad day, so they're like you've got to be a bit smart about mm-hmm. you know what sort of hunting you're doing and if you're gonna turn up tired and, you know, you're fatiguing yourself. Um, so um, but you know, like we never did anything, you know silly. Mm-hmm. And that maybe when I first started, you know, I'd um you know, I've turned up to a few trainings without being to bed before. <laughs> you know, come home from, from uh hunting in the full moon, you know, might come home at six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. Oh my god. Have a shower, jump in jump back in the truck and go straight to training. Jeez. Um, but that was real early in my career when mm-hmm. I was a bit younger and mm-hmm. I could actually could do it. i i I could handle it. I'd I don't think I could do that now, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, um yeah, you know, but, like, I shot one of my biggest stags the night before the Super Rugby game. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know? Um Yeah, it was just the start of the... Did you win the Super 8 game? Yep. Okay. Yeah,
2: we did. It was... Uh, I assume you played for the
1: Canterbury Crusaders. Yeah. It okay. w-
2: was 2012. We were playing the Stormers, and I was actually sitting on the bench on the s- uh, that night. But on the Friday night, it was the start of the roar, and I knew the stags had started roaring, so me and my mate went out. And um, I shot one of my biggest stags. But I was home in bed by like 12.30. Yeah. And because you don't play till 7.30 at night, you know, you could sleep oh, until okay, okay. lunchtime. Yeah, so yeah. I got a good sleep and never really did much walking and that. Yeah. But um, yeah. No Too one, funny. No one really knows about that until now. So
1: So would you say if in your career as an All Black, would you say the vast majority of the All Blacks that you played with were hunters? No. No? No, no. Oh. It's getting more and more now. You oh, you know. think it's getting more popular today?
2: Yeah. Um like a lot of the rugby guys want to go hunting, like I've taken quite a few of the boys out from from the team. Yeah. That they want to go hunting and um there's certainly more people um actively hunting within the rugby circles now than what there used to be to 10 or 15 years ago.
1: Yeah.
2: And that's so um yeah. Like I said, it it's that um, it's that way of life in New Zealand where yeah yeah you feed your family off the land hundred percent you know, l- live off your land and um you know it's um whether that's happening because of um the the price of food in New Zealand. Mm. You know, at the supermarket is making people go that and way. And COVID and all that yeah. kind of stuff, or yeah. Or I just think that, you know, people are looking at it going, it, it, it's organic, it's got no additives in it, and, you know, and it's it's, it's also enjoyable to go, you know, get that because it's, yeah. a, you know, once again, sense of pride that you're able to go out, harvest that animal, you know, bring it home, process it. Mm-hmm. And do that all yourself rather than just go swipe your card. at the supermarket and it's in a nice plastic bag for you. you right, right, right,
1: right. Um, so
2: no, there's certainly more and more people in the rugby circles getting That's out there super and That's super encouraging.
1: That, so. Yeah, we need to, uh, again, I've been out of the rugby scene for a long time. We need to figure out yeah. who the, one of the you know top yeah. two or top three all blacks are. We need to get them on the podcast. Then talk about hunting.
2: Yeah, talk to Joe Moody.
1: He's a... Is he a big guy? Big name? Yeah, Joe Moody is. Okay. Yeah, he's a very good friend of mine. People are freaking yelling yeah. at, at yelling yeah. at their car radios saying, "Robbie, yeah. you don't know who Joe Moody is." Yeah, no, From no. From New Zealand, in he'd, Australia, he'd, and he'd, South Africa. He's done a lot of hunting
2: with me. Um, he's right into his hunting.
1: And good and that. being knowing that, good with people knowing that he's a hunter. Yeah, he won't care. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're gonna sort that out for me?
2: Yeah, I can sort that out with with a big mood. Oh amazing. And that so. Um, yeah, so it, it's like you've just got to be smart about it, you know. Like you can't be doing what I used to do 10, ten, twelve no, 100%. years ago and that. But you know, like you need an outlet from rugby, and for me, my outlet was hunting.
1: And now it's your day, now it's your day job. Now it's my job. Yeah.
2: So uh, because with rugby, there's there's so much pressure and stress placed on you because it is the national game. Correct. And you know you've got. You know, you got the pressure from selection, you've got, you know, the pressure to perform and and it does take its toll on you, you know, mm-hmm. you do get stressed, you know, if, if you get dropped or you're not being selected or you have a bad game, you know, mm-hmm. and for me, even if I went hunting just for an afternoon, while I was out hunting... Nothing else in the world mattered. Right. I forgot about everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. I was just out there hunting and it was like a mental reset for me. Mm -hmm. It just refreshed me because I was out there focusing on whether I was deer shooting or pig hunting. Yeah. I forgot about everything else in the world. Yeah. And it was a big reset for me. And then you'd go home and it was like, okay, away you go again with the rugby. So, you know, People in in rugby, they need to have something outside of rugby, otherwise it will just consume you Mm -hmm. and wear you down and you'll learn to hate it. Yeah, 100%. So you need to have that outlet. Now, some people, it's surfing, it's golf. So you, it was hunting? For me, it was hunting, and there are a lot of guys now who hunting is that Mm -hmm. outlet, and it it was so important for me to be able to get out in the hills, Mm -hmm. even if I didn't shoot anything or catch anything. Just to be out there, run with dogs, you know go look for a deer, it was it was therapeutic for me and it was great for my mental mm-hmm. health mm-hmm. to, you know, get away from my job. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it was while I was going out to, you know, harvest meat for my family, it was also looking after my mental yeah, side as yeah, well, yeah. Which, which, you know, people don't realise that. You know, no. People don't understand what it did for me.
1: Well, it happens a lot in the veteran space. A lot of people using that outlet, that outdoor yeah. outlet, that hunting outlet as a yeah. mental reset, a mental health check especially yeah. for them and what they do. Yeah. So can can I book a, a pig hunt with you now in New Zealand? Is that something you do? Oh, uh, we don't
2: sell them. <laughs> but, you know, if uh, you want to come over and shoot a red stag, you know, I'll uh, bring the dogs Take down. Take the and, p- dogs uh, and pig yeah. hunt a little bit afterwards. Yeah, and uh, we'll... Throw the dogs on the back of the and go for a drive and see what we can catch. Hundred percent, Luke. Yeah.
1: Man, thank you for the Blood Origins podcast. Where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about you? Um,
2: our, our website is www.monarchpursuits.com.
1: And Monarch Pursuits is a it's a hunting operation. Yep, it's a hunting, hunting operation. Outfits.
2: But we also do more than that. We will cater to your whole holiday needs in New Zealand. So, um, you know. The hunt's only a small part when you come to New Zealand, so we've got um, tours that um, we can provide you that have all been tried and tested by Sweet. us and previous clients that you can add on to the end like of the hunt. Like bungee
1: jumping in Queenstown? Yep.
2: You've Shot done over that? Jet. No, I haven't. you you won't catch me jumping <laughs> off <the> bloody bridge. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's something that we wanted to provide to our clients because they're coming to New Zealand and they don't know what to do. So yep. so we've taken that on ourselves to go haul oh, lot. Here's a tour that you can yeah. buy as well. It's all taken care of. Um, go see our you beautiful know. country. Yep. Here's the itinerary. You know, go awesome. nuts. Um, and that's just part of the service that we want to offer because I want people to come to New Zealand mm-hmm. and enjoy my backyard because mm-hmm. I do believe it's the best country in in the world. So I want them to Second to, to the, South Africa.
1: No. <laughs> no you know, i I love I'd, new zealand
2: i I just want them to have a great time in in New Zealand and leave going that was awesome you know yeah. so uh, and you know the hunting's only part of it, you know, so um you know if we can do our, our little bit to make sure that 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 the whole trip is a success, then that's a
1: win for me hundred percent yeah well, uh if you've never hunted New Zealand, we told you all the things you can hunt, and the best thing about New Zealand that I like to say is that it's fit to your to your budget because you can go and walk and do it for free, essentially. Yep. Or if you've got a little bit more money, get a helicopter, put you back in the backcountry, have a little bit more money, go with places like Monarch Pursuits, yep. get a Red Stag, a TAR, that kind of stuff. It just fits yep. your budget, fits your wallet.
2: Yep, yep. We will we cater to anybody, you know. Amazing. Whatever their budget is and whatever they want to do is that we'll that uh, we'll, you know, custom make their holiday for them,
1: you know. Perfect. Perfect. Cheers, mate. Have a great uh, SCI, hey? No worries. Cheers for having me on. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.